Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. Today, I have on the computer with me, Tisha Winkler. Tisha, thank you very much for joining me here today. Good evening. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm glad. Um, we met through um, the internet and dealing with different people about being guests, so I'm glad that I found you. So I'm interested to hear your story a little bit and what was what's going on in your life and what you're doing and and stuff like that, and my audience will hear the same thing. So let's start from the very beginning of your life. Um, tell me a little bit about where you came from. Tisha Winkler, I was born and raised in Baltimore City, and I live in okay. Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I grew up a shy child. I grew up, uh, I had a speech impairment during an early age, and I had like a speech pathologist. I used to stutter real bad. I okay. was a divorce when I was nine years old. So during that time, during that time, I started to get a little withdrawn from my family and friends. Right. Yeah, that would happen. Yeah, I I, I grew up, but I didn't have a speech impediment. I just didn't talk. <laughs> uh, I went to, I, I, until I was six or seven years old before I started speaking. And I went to doctors. I went to the throat specialist, the ear, ear specialist, everything. And they couldn't find anything wrong with me. And what they found out later was I was spoiled. Uh, everybody did everything for me, so I didn't need to talk. Yeah. They did it for me, but in a speech impediment, I used to know a millionaire that had a speech impediment, you know, and then he got in front of speaking, speaking in front of thousands of people. I've heard of people that are singers that have speech impediments that you would never know it while they're singing, but they're, um, when they speak, then you could hear it. So, so what, so basically in our conversation, it doesn't, I would never have known that you had a speech impediment. What yeah. basically changed in your life to, to basically get rid of the speech impediment? What, what happened? Well, during that time, my speech pathologist, she said I suffer from anxiety, which might okay. really be true because I've been dealing with anxiety for over 30 years. Oh. Yeah. That's not a good, not have anxiety for that long. Yeah. Uh, did, did you sleep well? I actually, I sleep well, but um, when I have like um, overwhelming things going on, I'm like. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, your world's going that way. Yeah, yeah, so you're in anxiety. I mean, uh, I I don't have anxiety, but I don't sleep well. I mean, I'm up all the time, and I I've learned to sleep whenever I can. Because if I didn't, I'd be very cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 the speech um, person helping you, it, it seems you've improved. 
I mean, yeah. you sound you sound good today. So, so, um, so, what else is kind of formed your life? What where what else has gone in your life to, to make you who you are today? Well, even growing up, I had a wonderful family, loving family. I grew up uh-huh. very happy, but during that time, I always suffered from depression too. Okay, anxiety so plus depression. depression. And for years, I always had, when I was in high school, I had two best friends, and you know, we used to go out and have a good time. But even uh-huh. during that time, I would be with a crowd of people and still be sad. Right. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's how it's it's funny, not funny at all. Actually, it's how many times people can be in a crowd of people and still be lonely. There can be yeah. people all around them. Loneliness and depression. I mean, it's like you know, people don't understand. You know, like oh well, just make yourself happy. You know, it, <laughs> depression doesn't always. It doesn't work. It's not like a light switch. Like I say, oh, I'm depressed. Oh no, I'm happy. You know, it's just yeah. it, it's not a switch. It's 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 um. I'm not a psychologist, but there's a lot of medical reasons why some people are depressed. I mean, yeah. it could be a chemical imbalance. It could be it could be a spiritual thing. It could be a physical thing. There's a lot going on why somebody's depressed. Uh, you just don't know. Uh, but you 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 sought out help, so that's good. Yeah. I know some people that are depressed all the time, and you just don't want to be around them. They're just depressed all the time, but they won't seek out medical help. Because yeah. they, you know, they'd rather be doom and gloom, and I, and 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 they should be happy. And 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 you know, as people that are overweight, it's funny. Sometimes you can get people that are very overweight that are very are joyful. They're the fun of the party. And then you have some people that are overweight or they're depressed that they 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 just beat themselves up constantly. And now, did you beat? Uh, speaking of beating yourself up, did you beat yourself up because of your anxiety, your depression, or? You know, just the world beat you up. What was was anything beating you up in a sense inside you? Oh yes, it does. Even my best friend. We've been best friends for like thirty-two years. Sometimes I will okay. lash out at her sometimes, and I will feel so bad afterwards. I'm like, oh my goodness, I actually said that to her. But um, I yeah. just think um, I'm just so thankful that um, she knew that I was having a lot of issues and a lot of right. trauma, and she stuck in there with me. Yeah, well, that is a true friend. The, the, the really kind of know you're you're good, but the better thing is that they know you're bad, and they just say, hey, "Okay, she's she's doing something that she normally doesn't do. She, you know, it's just a phase or whatever. You know, it's just something." And that's a true test of a friend. You know, they yeah. they can say the they can see the good, bad, and ugly, and they still be friends with you. You know, and it's, yeah. and a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, I don't like that. I'm out of there." You know. I'm, I'm I'm not going to deal with this, you know. So so that's good. And you said 32 years, so that's a pretty good long. Yeah, I, since I, 13 years old. Wow. I, yeah. I I don't think I I I know this girl who her birthday was just last week. I've known her since she was 13, and she's 50 something now. So I've known her for a long time, but we weren't like best of friends, hanged out all together. She was a professional singer. She traveled and stuff like that. And I I was friends with her. But weren't we weren't like we we hung out together, you know, type of thing. But but my my childhood friend went into the navy, and I haven't really talked to him in years. I mean, God, he went and then we were like pretty close to the same age. Um, I, I always say he was with a friend that we both couldn't cross the roads together. He lived on that side of the road, I lived on this side of the road. But we were best friends all the way up through high school. I, I was at his wedding and stuff like that. He got married, and um, I've talked to him once, but that was like. 
maybe God, 15, 20 years ago. I don't know. It's been a long time. But dealing with you is, is it's good that you have somebody that is, is uh, yeah. close to you as a friend wise and stuff like that. So, so what else has been going on to kind of form who you are? I mean, is, uh, you know, we talked about your depression. We talked about yeah. the anxiety, um, that you've come over, you've come over pretty much the depression. I mean, are you, you, do you still deal with that or it's like an I, ongoing thing? It's better now, but five years ago, I lost my mother. Uh, yeah, I and know that family. Really, like, true. Oh, I, 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 I kind of like went like, woo for a while yeah. until I finally realized God has a plan for my life. And right. He does. That's when my first book came out during the pandemic. Okay. Now, yes, well, I, I know you mentioned you have three books out, right? You have three? Yes. So what's the first book that you said you were just talking about, the one that came out during the pandemic? Um, it was called, it's called Just a Thought. Say that again? Um, Just a Thought. It's a poetry book. Oh, in my poetry, Just a yeah. Thought. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, this is funny with depression, because uh, I know there's a lot of people. I mean, look at people like Robin Williams, who you think is yeah. a comedian, who was, you know, you never thought he was depressed, you know, and stuff like that. A lot of times, people can hide it, put a mask on. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't even recognize that they're depressed. Um, were you a depressed person that, uh, okay, was like you fell in, you self, not in self included, what is it, self exploded, or you compressed yourself to just you, you didn't do anything, you just basically rolled up in a ball in a sense, uh, or were you some, some other form, or were you a type of person that is depressed that eats a lot? Some people that are depressed don't eat at all, you know, I mean. It goes both ways. Yeah, I myself, I myself, I'm, I am not. When I'm depressed, um, I, I, I tend to eat more. I'm yeah. not a depressed that doesn't eat. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one that doesn't. It's not that way. But there are people that are will starve because they're depressed. They don't really feel like eating. Yeah. Um, but there's different ways of coping with that. Um, so dealing with depression, it's funny. Uh, we're not funny again. It's not funny. Uh, the reason I say funny is because coincidence. Seems like I've been talking to a lot of mental health people you know, lately. I just talked yeah. with a guy from Pennsylvania that works with a company called uh, Better Health, which is a online uh, psychologist and stuff like that. And then first something I can't remember the title, but um, in general he does that. And then I talked to somebody else that was dealing with mental health, and so. What what are some of the tools that you helped you get over or or basically work through your process of your depression or your anxiety? What are some of the tools that you used? Well, some of my tools are actually even my friends will tell you I had them cracking up. You never would know I'm, I was a depressed person. I, I'm like a clown. I always uh, wanted to be a clown. I had them cracking up, so you really wouldn't know until I tell you. Okay. Yes. Okay. So basically, in school, you were voted the most likely to be a clown. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, use comedy and stuff like that, and, and it's different. And I, I you know, people uh, mental health is is you know, people don't talk about it. 
know, first of all, they, they, they're skeptical of, of sharing their innermost thoughts to somebody else. That's why psychology, believe it or not, like with better health, I actually just was watching a podcast today and they were talking about that, how good it is to be able to, and these guys are actors, make millions of dollars a year, you know, they, but they still see a psychologist and stuff like that. Cause they got to talk out some of their issues because if you hold it in, you know, you're, it's gonna, it's gonna eat you out, you know, it's gonna eat inside out. So, but, um, so you're, you, so you're saying that you're, how you overcame a lot of things is because of your comedic nature, your, your, your clown nature, nature. Yes. And I like to go out and have fun with my friends. You know, I still go to the movies. I like, I love theater and okay. I do the, the podcast and really brings joy to my life. Okay. So th- while yes. we're, when you mention that, okay. What's the name of the podcast? Um, it's called the Coyote Man Show Network, and I'm one of the hosts of the Save the Youth podcast. Okay, so you de- you deal with a lot with youth, then. Yes, you know? I do. Now, now, what age is that youth? Because youth could be anywhere from born to you know twenty or so. I mean, what do you what do you consider youth of that show? Um, well, actually, I work with um a children ages six to twenty one, and uh, I'm actually a free assist- I'm free I'm a free assistant teacher. And the Head Start program too. So I've been working with children all my life. Okay. Yes. Yes, and I I find um uh, you know sometimes I, I I deal with teenagers and they go through a lot. I mean, other than their hormonic changes, they're going through mental changes. Whether their parents are are messed up and you know they're living with their grandparents or they're you know they're just it's just. I, I dealt with someone locally that you know it's amazing at fifteen and a half years old how much pressure um, she's going under yeah. because of her, her mother and, you know, being in jail and blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just, you talk about anxiety and, and ulcers and other medical conditions, because I think a lot of times mental issues turn into physical issues. Yes, know, it they, does. You know, I mean, you know, whether it's uh, bleeding ulcers or it's, it's whatever. I mean, it could be a mouthy reason. So, so, so you're working on this podcast now. This is, is this a weekly podcast or a monthly? How is it? How many times does it air? Well, actually, I go every Saturday, and um, it starts at twelve thirty. So most of the time, I plan I plan the podcast myself. Even though I have two other um, hosts on the show, they're teenagers. They help me, but I do most of the scheduling. So if okay. I don't have anything to do, most of the times I'm there four times a month. Four times a month. Okay, every yeah. week. Now, is this live or is this pre, um, re- live and pre-recorded or what well, is it? Or just... Okay. Yeah. That's one thing I, I haven't got into is the live stuff. I mean, it's because yeah. I'm, I, it, there's a lot to go into a live show, you know, there, I mean, other than just graphics, I mean, you know, this just trying to get ready for this show. We're worrying about the cameras, yeah. the lighting, all that you know, it's like, and like you went black for a few minutes. I, I couldn't, I couldn't see you. I could hear you, but I couldn't, I don't know if later on it would be fixed. So live is that, you know, and even television, I have never really done live TV. I've done pre-recorded stuff, okay. you know, on a computer. It's like a, like an iTunes playlist. And that's how we play our shows. You know, whether these people are like Paula White or Joyce Meyer or anything like that, it's already pre-recorded. We have it on a server. And we just the computer hits hits automatically hits play at the top of the hour show starts we don't we don't even, we don't even have to push any buttons you know so it's got really sophisticated so it's really nice but but you know so 
so you do that uh and you reach a wide audience so that's pretty cool so yeah. um, um so what okay and i don't know if i'm on roku i i, I know i'm on alexa um I'm, I'm on about 17 different platforms actually i stopped counting is like you know i just you know I, I i i just let it go i've been doing this for off and on for about since 2000 i think 19 but i've not done a lot um because i took a year during the pandemic which is funny because you think everybody else took the pandemic and they did multi shows i did less shows <laughs> during the pandemic well, because a lot of times I, I've got now into doing interviews like we're doing right now, but yeah. most of the time I, I like face-to-face -face interviews that we sit around and you tell your story. And obviously during the pandemic, we couldn't do that. So it, it kind of really, and, and just people, I just couldn't get the guests that I want. So I basically, I took a year and a half off. And then I started, I started recording last July and I recorded July and I ran my shows starting January 1st. And then I did until about April, and then I took another month off, and then I've been back, and I've been getting a lot of guests. So I've been, uh, I'm pretty well booked. Like this show won't air for about five weeks from this day of recording. So because I've got uh, like four, four or five already in the can. So, but, um, but going back to you is dealing with your, your struggles and stuff like that. And that led you into your podcasting life and stuff. What are some of the topics that you talk about on that podcast? Because I want to put uh, a link to that podcast so other people can hear that. But what are what are some of the things you guys discuss on that on that show? Well, well, actually, this is my third podcast I've been on since the Coyote Man Show Network. Okay. And the first one I was on the Book Breakers podcast with my publisher, and the second okay. one was What a Difference a Day Makes podcast, and his name is Robert Rolock. And okay. the second podcast. Um, the topics that we talk about, I try to bring on guests that will help the youth because even though when I, when I was a teenager, I ran away from home for like five days. So okay. I want to bring on guests that can teach the youth how to be successful in their careers. Mm -hmm. um, we bring on like um, different um, teens or like young adults. Um, we just had one like two weeks ago. They had a concert. I had an interview first and we had a concert. They were actually a group that sing. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just try to bring on guests that you know to help the youth in the community, uh, make them know that they can have any career they want to do, and just to keep things positive. Okay, cool. Yes. That's good. I've been working with youth for for many years, so that's a that's good. I'm glad that somebody else is doing you know something good with the youth and helping them because they need they need good role models, they need good support, and sometimes unfortunately they're not getting it from their home. So yeah, and they look for it somewhere else good or bad, you know, I mean, uh, that's why gangs become very popular because if they're not getting love from their friends or family, they're going to go find somebody that accepts them for who they are. And, uh, that could be gang related. And, and, you know, that's, uh, that's a, that's a whole nother story for another day. Uh, gang, gang related and, and then sex trafficking. That's a big thing right now. It's, yes, it's it really people are, I know people that are, uh, going after the, the sex traffickers all over the over the country and all over the world, actually, and so it's it's. It, but you never heard about it. You think about it like it's like I'm near Disney. You think that Disney a pure wholesome family thing? They say that's one of the most <laughs> worst sex trafficking locations in the in the country. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it really is, and you know the people they go after these sex traffickers go after places like football games or. And they look for um, 
different youth that are, are you know, acceptable. It's kind of like, if you ever know, like the wild, like the animals, they look at a pack of animals and they're trying to, they're prey, they're looking at attacking them. They'll look for the weakest, the one that's straying behind and that's not with everybody else. And that's once they go after. So that's what people, that's these sex traffickers, people are, you know, preying on, on, on people that are not, uh, uh, you know, accepted or something like that, or they're not with the pack. So, so that's good that you're dealing with the youth. I, I like that. I like to see all kinds of people. So, so that is what you're currently doing on podcasting. What, what, uh, and you wrote three books. You already told me one about one of them. What's the other two that you have written? Well, my first book was called Justin Thought, and my publisher was Barbie M. Johnson. That's my first okay. book. Uh, my second book was The Hope for Romantic. It's another poetry book. And this time okay. it was by Kelly Cruz. And it's actually giving the audience and myself hopeful tips that we can still have healthy, hopeful relationships. Okay, cool. Now, what's, and, the, th now, what's the third one? Okay, there's the third one. What's the third one? Oh, the third one is my journey here was not easy. Ah, and it's actually my life is, story. Is that your story about your life? Yeah, my life story. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, where can people find these books? Um, yes. My first book, just a thought. Um, I just, most times I just go on the website and just buy copies of that one. But my, okay. My second book, The Hopeful Romantic, and My Journey Here Was Not Easy. The books and the ebooks are on Amazon.com. Okay. All right. And if you send me, I'll look them up. But if you send me the links to that, like if I was going to buy one, say, here, here's the link. Go to this and you can buy my book. I will put that in the show notes. And I also will put that on, on, on your guest page so people okay. can find you. So they'll see you and they'll say, oh, I want to I look that book up. And they just hit the button. So, uh, again, I'm a promoter. I've always been a promoter. It, it's about you. And I want people to find you and find you know information that you have. And, and stuff like that, and, and so they, I know where they where to go. So I know this would be not a super long conversation, but it, it would be inspirational. It would be inciting. What else would you like to say to our the audience that's listening right now? Um, a little bit about your life, a little bit about more about how they can get a hold of you, stuff like that. In closing, basically. So what else would you have? Yes, because I love to take pictures. I think I'm very full since I've been on the Coyote Man Show Network. So okay. I'm on um, I'm on Instagram. Actually, I have uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on I'm on Instagram, but I have two accounts. But I forgot my passcode. <laughs> I've done that. Too. I've done that too. You know, and anyway, I have. But I'm still on there, but you might see me twice. <laughs> I, I think I found your Instagram. I, I, I don't know right now because I'm, I'm looking at my computer and I don't, I don't want to go over to my other computer. But uh, I, I'll look and see. Again, um, I've been learning doing this myself that I, when people send, they use, they use like an at sign, like at the Millennium Beat. And I says, that doesn't help me out because I have to do some, because I, I have to check the links out. I have to make sure they work. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. I tell people to give me the HTTP, you know, slash, slash, you know, www, um, you know, T show, you know, you know, Winkler, you know, dot com type of thing. You know, it's, a, it, and it's just a link. They just click it and they go to it. It's, it's that sign stuff. I, I don't even know how to use it. 
because I have because I everything I have is at the Millennium Beat except for Twitter, which is at the Millennium underscore. No, not at it's at Millennium underscore Beat because Twitter has always been this way. You can't put a long name on that, you know. Where everything yeah. else is branded, even though you don't really say it, the Millennium Beat, you know. So that way it's easy for people. But I do have the website MillenniumBeat.com. Yeah. Just in case somebody, because most people say, oh, they leave the word the off, you know. Uh, but I'm branded everything when I, because you really want when you're branding something, you want to have on all social medias. Pretty much the yeah. same. That way, it's easy for people to find. Uh, as I said, Twitter, you can't really do it there. And then everywhere else, I did the MillenniaBeat.com. So, all right, cool. So, um, check out your pot. Uh, where can, okay, so I can put it in the show notes. And, and, and you say you, you do it live on Saturdays. All yes, right. I do. Yes. So, I'm going to put the link up. So, tell it to me right now. And then I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the screen in post production. What is this? If I'm sitting there listening to you right now speak and I want to listen to that podcast on Saturday, what time is it first it airs live? Uh, Eastern, right? Eastern time? Um, yes, e um, e Eastern Standard Time at 12.30 on the Coyote well, Show Network. Yes. Okay, so you have to go to the Coyote Show Network. Yes, See. you have to download the app or even um, go on the computer and look at look it up. Okay. So, you can download uh, the app on the Google Store and you'll see the shows. Okay, so and the show will be there that they will have they'll find the show and the stuff like that. So yeah, all right, I'll put I'll put a link to, you know to, to the, so you guys can download that you know the show and stuff like that. So all right, Tisha, um, thank you very much for being on the show today. I know it was short and quick, but you, we got some great information. So it was really good to meet you, and uh, I'll be sending you some information on when this thing will air. So. But everybody else, thanks for joining the Millennium Beat. I appreciate y'all being here. And we'll see you next week for some topic shows or some more interviews. So see you next week. Take care, everybody. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at the Millennium Beat. Or on Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to themillenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. Millennium Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. 
You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons, Learn How to Help and Become a Guest. Under Learn How to Help, you can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You can give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop-down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the Podcast drop-down, then click on the Calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the forms drop down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form. Music.